Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome back to the show where we talk about shows with our friends and we have a very special episode of shows with friends today because today we have two very special friends with us Avrin and Vanya from the Rom Crime podcast. Hello. They are our <laughs> they are our friends and also fellow connected podcast family members. We are members of the same podcast network. If you haven't checked out Rom Crime Podcast, you absolutely have to. It's the only podcast on the internet that mashes up romantic comedy films with true crime. It's really hilarious and amazing. And Vanya and Avrin, thank you so much for joining us on Shows with Friends. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to be here. That's right. Me too. I'm just thrilled to talk about something that I love deeply. Mm -hmm. Yes. Today, we are going to be talking about The Bear on Hulu. This is a brand new show. We were talking with Avrin and Vanya. They had asked us if we had seen it. We had not. And they were excited to come on the show and talk about it. So, Avrin and Vanya, please take it away. You want to go, Vaughn? I was like, who wants to go? Sweet baby (laughs) Jesus. Yes, let me just start. I, uh, by the way, hi, Eli. It's nice to see you as well. Hi, Steve, you guys. It's true. We were chatting. We had, we have our like weekly meetings with our connected fellows. And we literally just started talking and we were like, have you guys, have you not seen this show? Holy crap, you have to watch it. And this is one thing led to another. And here we are. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess we just start because we're only talking about the pilot, right? That's our situation here. Yeah. I yep. have to say, I guess my first impressions of this entire show. So it's it's basically about uh, a guy who is a well, like a renowned chef who comes back to take over the business of his family's like a beef like sandwich shop in Chicago, like downtown Chicago. It's been in the family for years. It was most recently owned by his brother Michael, but due to some circumstances that I'm not sure, do we know yet in the pilot why Michael, he died. We know he died. And he left it to his brother, his brother Carmen, when they call him Carmi. His brother Carmen and his sister has a little bit of a a stake in it as well. But Carmi, who is this like, renowned like guy he worked at what the chef laundry or something like this yeah they basically suggest i don't know that they say specifically which restaurant it is but he's been you know he's a james beard award-winning chef he's worked at like the number one restaurant in the united states um and now he's come home to this rinky dink little sandwich shop and he's trying to do (laughs) something he's determined that he's going to do something with it Right. It's like the old versus the new kind of situation. This theme is pretty, I think it's been done a lot, right? But I don't know about you. I actually was really interested to ask you guys. Everyone, like, I know Evan and I have worked in um, the uh, restaurant industry for mm, 
many, maybe 20 years. I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, but Steve, Eli, have you guys worked in the industry? Yes, indeed. In fact, I am a line cook. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, really? So get out. I worked you? at a James Beard Award winning oh, restaurant shit. in New Orleans. Oh, wow. On the dinner line. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my so you God. You get it. And Steve, yeah. uh, you too, right? You've worked in, in the restaurant industry. I have indeed. And mostly in the front of house, right? Yeah, Serving that's me too. Bartending. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did some prep and some prep for some catering companies that Eli and I used to work for. But um, you know the when... chaos of the kitchen, oh, right? So hundred percent, hundred percent. One of my first impressions of this this pilot is, it's definitely like um, a little anxiety inducing if you've worked in the industry. And just wait, if you continue with this, oh dear God, it gets it's so good. But like it does the same thing. But anyways, one of my favorite things about this whole show is the honestly, it's a sound design. It's it's mm. just like the sound is. It's so, I think it's placed perfectly, meaningful. You don't even know when you're starting to feel nervous because you can hear like a buzzer in the background and then they <laughs> they hit you with like a beautiful uh, song to ease the tension and then it goes right back up to like fighting and a gun popping. Anyways, my initial reaction is just, gosh darn, I love this movie. It's just wonderful on so many levels for me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I could not agree more. I feel like I've seen a lot of shows you know, that kind of explore the idea of like restaurant life or working in a kitchen. A lot of them are more reality TV versus, you know, like a scripted show. But what I loved so much about this is that initial feeling of the way they shoot it. It's like they've dropped you in the kitchen with these people. You feel like just as crowded as they feel. And it, it's so authentic. Like the the yelling oh, yeah. corner and behind and the like constantly almost running into people and you know there's like sharp things everywhere and hot things everywhere and the food <laughs> oh my god have something to eat while you watch this because yeah, it'll make you make hungry you unless of course you're like vegan or vegetarian but otherwise you're gonna want to eat that's true <laughs> yeah. that's so true I love it absolutely and it, initially when I was first watching it I thought it was like a little over the top until it really got you you really had an understanding of how small the, the kitchen space was in this place and how yeah. they had to say corner all the time because mm -hmm. everyone was just so on top of each other. One, yeah. of, one of my favorite parts was um, is just the difference in the way, like clearly this guy was, you know, used to all of the terms, like calling everyone chef out of respect. People were like, what are you calling me, Jeff? You know, like they were <laughs> confused. So I know. I mean, she's one of my favorites for sure. Her name, uh, what's her name? Liza Colon Zayas. That's one of the, you just, my God, I've talked about this before, but she is like so funny, but also so mean. <laughs> so heartbreaking too at the same time. Such a good actress, I'm just saying. Um, she is. She is fantastic. She's a great New York actress. Um, I've actually met her in real person. She's like the nicest person ever. And um, can you tell that Vanya usually talks about romantic comedies because you called this a movie and not a TV <laughs> I show? I did. I totally did. I know. I realized that. It's a great um, movie. But it's awesome. And I, I have to point out, like, I love that you brought up the sound design because for watching this pilot for the first time, there's so much to take in. And it's moving so fast that I didn't kind of take a step back and think about all the technical elements like that. And just you saying that now makes me think about all the sounds of the kitchen and how layered they were and when they stopped, 
when he was looking at the bills, when there were moments where he was just doing things that were more connected to the story, when the when the pastry chef, the bread guy, was looking through his book and realizing what an accomplished chef he actually was. Yeah, I thought there's just like so many moments where it kind of slows down, and the sound is such a big, big part of that. So thank you for pointing that out, Vanya. Yeah, and actually, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Something that I always uh, am attuned to and look out for, Steve knows, is from my music days when I hear a song that's a very specific indie song that I wouldn't expect to be on a big Hulu show. Um, and one of the songs that plays most prominently, at least I noticed most prominently in this, is a Chicago-based rapper named Serengeti. Oh. And it's from an EP called the Kenny Dennis EP. This is so such a deep cut. Literally, you could ask a million people in America and none of them would know this. This is like an underground rapper's like old EP that I just happened to work on. And he's playing, they're playing this song and he's rapping like he's from Chicago. The whole EP is like caricatures of Chicago figures and people. And it's so like well matched to what's going on, but so few people would know that song or what's going on that uh, it's, yeah, it's cool that you. You said that, Vanya, um, you know, because I noticed the sound design absolutely and everything Steve pointed out, but that extra layer for someone who's like a total underground rap and indie music nerd, yes. I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> Damn, who's the music supervisor? Right? Swear like, to God. Now I have to look it up because that's old now. This show's new. That's like 10, <gasps> 15 years old, that EP. And it, I'll uh, have to send you guys the link because it's hilarious. All the songs on it are really funny. Oh, cool. But it truly puts you in Chicago. And something else I noticed being a fan of Shameless and the lead actor right. through that show is that, and there's something about him and his style and look that fits his so well in the Chicago kind of tough aesthetic. Yeah, and his eyes, his eyes are just like his work and his acting, like in his eyes and his face yes. is remarkable. Oh man, you guys yeah, gotta keep I mean, going with the show. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see? I what always, that guy can yeah. Do. <laughs> I always thought he was as strong as anyone else. You know, Emmy Rossum, William H Macy, get out. You know, yeah. like he could stand up to you know anyone on Shameless. I thought and. It is maybe, and we'll see, so young, and this is, as we said, a current show, but um, maybe he's a little typecast eventually, right? You could see that happening to some degree. But mm -hmm. in this role, um, it seems so natural for him to like really get into. And the emotion he portrays through both you know, action and then those moments where we see him, whatever it is, almost boiling over, just... right this intense, we get so little in the pilot. And I think 
this is fun for, you know, Vanya and Avrin to play our little game, which is like, when you're the person who's seen it, you have to be so careful talking about just the pilot and not yeah, revealing. It's so true. It's so hard <laughs> not happens? to want to be like, oh my gosh, you guys, you don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I think you got to see what happens with her. <laughs> yeah, right. You're so right, though. Like the intensity that he brings the actor that we're talking about, it's perfectly matched too to the intensity of a kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel like he just really brings that correct chef energy. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. and I, I think we can dive into the kitchen stuff. I, I, I do want to talk a little more about the actors because. I agree this guy is such a standout. It's someone that I've really liked. And then the cousin is an actor who I was kind of meh about for like a long period of time. And and it may have had more to do with the roles he was put in in the shows that I'd seen were all really just boring and didn't take him to like any places because, um, and I don't know, maybe Vanya, you know the, the actor's name who plays the cousin, but he... He was electric in this, and oh my and god, two of so them. good! And specifically, his name, this his name is Ivan Moss Bakrak as Richie Jeremovich. Yeah. yeah, for me, I don't think he's been in anything or played a role anything like this, and 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 I love it. Like, yeah. and in the pilot, the scene that was really hard, or I should say, most difficult to sort of comprehend, was their first scene in the walk-in when there was just so much history being told in such a short period of time that was so rushed because they're getting ready for service. And it was just so totally a conversation that would happen in a restaurant because there's just no time to have a conversation like that. In the walk-in, yeah. You know, when you're like getting ready and someone has something important to talk about. I've definitely been in that situation. Uh, And I just, that was the only scene that I wanted to just rewatch again. And and in rewatching it, it wasn't like, because... Like, oh, I didn't get it because it was too much and too short of a period of time. It actually wasn't that much of a conversation. It was just so heavy and intense. Because there's so much like, pain. They both have yeah. so much pain. Richie's yeah. best friend died, which was his brother, and Michael, you know, Michael, and then Carmi's brother. I mean, it's like, it's so layered, and it's, I, I, I know exactly, I've never seen Ebon, I guess is his name. I've never seen him in anything else, but I freaking love him in this because he's so emotional. I mean, he reminds me of, not like, I don't know why, my dad a little bit. Like, it's somebody who's like so, like so masculine, but like really like so much pain. I, I, God damn, I love that guy. But you're right. There's yeah. so much information that comes in that like tiny little like moment. Yeah. And, and, and you know this cause you're, you're, you're an, you've done a lot of acting and you're a wonderful actress and also Averin and they both characters are so protective of this place and mm-hmm. are both coming their their want right. is to like protect and save and they're just like hitting each other in the the scene itself too is super claustrophobic like yeah. I just talked about how small the yeah they're the in restaurant a is. Then, they, they, yeah. then they go into the smallest part it just gets so like I don't know it was a really unique scene in a pilot I'd and and for me, it was it was amazing. You're right. They do such a good job. I mean, it's very clear how how much pain these two cousins are in, and how they they kind of handle that pain in very different. There's they're obviously very different types of people. You've got like the quiet, intense Carmi, and the overly like charismatic and loud, and I mean maybe even a little obnoxious Richie. Um, which wonderfully, I think, kind of explodes when he saves Carmi from the crowd of carrots oh and weirdos outside. 
towards well, the wait, end of you the have episode. to explain that. You have to, I think that's important. Can we talk about that for a second? So they've got these, so it's an old restaurant. Everything's kind of dilapidated. They can't find sharp knives. Every, you know, one, that one character, Tina, only has one pot, like somebody else used it. She's like, it's my pot, Jeff. Anyways, <laughs> but one of the things about this old place is that they're, they've got this like weird old, uh, what was it? Some knockoff of a of a martial arts game made in Sweden or something like that. Yeah, like but, Swedish but Mortal like, Kombat is what it was. Yeah, but that's right. But people, like, they call them nerds and dorks. But the, Isn't they're it like called the, Ball Breaker? Yeah, they're like, the dorks are going to be lining up from Rockwood for miles, which <laughs> they do. And so, because Carmi's trying to get money into this place because it is over, over, their, over their eyes, over their head with debt. And yeah. anyways, I was laughing my ass off because like when they do show the the nerds, I'm sorry, I think I thought I, let's just call them fans, but they're all dressed up and they are psycho and they're waiting. This is part of the thing. They've been lined up for hours while people are still doing prep. And like even when they start to have their family meal, which is another one of my favorite moments. Um, anyway, it's just a it's just a hilarious additive to the layer and like color of this. I'm not going to say movie. I'm going to say pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a great scene. It's a great scene. Yeah, they definitely, um, as it is a pilot, and Steve and I, one thing we talk about a lot on this show, since we really scrutinize the first three episodes of every show, that's what we, you know, we'll generally, we'll watch the first three. So in that, we also pick out, like, things they do in pilots that they need to do right? Like, which is exposition, which is Mm -hmm. backstory in ways like that walk-in. But also they need to keep you watching to some degree too. So some things feel at least more like um, hooking you in and some things feel more like bringing you up to speed potentially, right? Good point. So there are these quirks about the place and about the situation that are like kind of make it more interesting and compelling. And then there are things that are like the walk-in or every single moment we learn more about our main character, even just the, you know, the cookbook with the James Beard Award, you know, the actual mailing in there. And it looks unreturned, right? Like, so... We know he is running from something. We know yeah. it's not his brother dying, likely. Like, these are unrelated, probably. Like, there's so much that we get in this 28-minute pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's amazing. And then some of these other things that are happening um, add color. Like Steve said, at times... This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You know, you're like, are they just doing this to sort of make this feel bigger? But then once you really get the whole story, it feels more realistic. And I love that Chicago is just a setting where you can believe all these fans show up and then his cousin just comes out with a gun. (laughs) And fires it. 
But as Carmen's getting his ass beat by the nerds. Right, like actually getting beat by <laughs> costumes people. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, was, that was an intense scene, and I was like, wow, is this like... I don't know that level of fandom. Like, I've never been to Comic-Con personally, and but I've seen it on the internet, and, like, I believe that this stuff is out yeah. there. And so oh, yeah. it was sort of, like, believable, but also, like, whoa, like, I this is fascinating. Like, I want to witness something like this. Yeah. <laughs> and my fiancé loves Chicago, went to school there, and is always trying to get me to go with her. So um, this just cements that... This just cements that I need to visit Chicago. For oh, sure. Yeah. My husband's from I, Chicago. And well, that's so right. He's the reason why I watched this show. I think he'd heard about it. And, um, you know, the Italian beef in Chicago, it's, it's a real thing. Everybody's got their favorite place. My husband's favorite place is Johnny's. We never don't go anytime we visit. You know, he's watching this and just like salivating and also very excited at how he told me it was like a pretty authentic representation of like the dudes on the street outside of the these Italian beef shops. <laughs> He's like, that's that's kind of how it is. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And Eli, you're just super good point around how much they put into this pilot. The other thing that I think is remarkable, it's all around the prep of opening the restaurant, right? So it's just, I think he looks up at the clock like early and it's yeah. like three hours. That's, yeah. That is this pilot yeah. and like how much goes into it and if you've worked in restaurants before you know that getting ready for the dance that getting ready for opening that right. the cooks are there all day the people come in there's just all this setup there's all this sort of energy but the stress of not having enough meat all all the built-in exposition that they're in debt there's not there's not enough food because they're in debt and he has to sell his clothes literally. Right, to right. He's selling like his retro meat. denim to get meat. Yeah and, yeah, and all and all this is happening in like three hours. Um I yeah. think it's a remarkable structure for a pilot yeah. or a first yeah. episode what of did a series. You, what did you guys make of the the very first scene where he oh, I loved it. is on the bridge and he opens the cage? His dream. His dream. Yeah. Like what did that how did that strike you guys? Like what did that say to you, I guess? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I love when shows use sim symbols and you really dive into the imagination. And it obviously makes sense that it was it was a dream, right? And he's awoken from that. So it was just very like he's unlocking the cage, and a bear is coming out of the cage. So he's like unlocking this bear, right? Letting it out. Letting it out. Yeah. yeah. It's actually and a baking rack, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. 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 I love and that too. I guess I wanted to say there was in the scene with the sister, like, is his nickname also a bear? Yeah, it sounded so. like yeah. it. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she so kind of drew. And there's an she's interesting. Sugar and he's bear. Yeah. There's an interesting little thing too where I think he's in the office stressing out, you know, something has not gone right again. And there's a drawing that's framed of a restaurant with a bear on the front door. Mm -hmm. And so I yeah. feel like you can tell there's, I mean, there's obviously the show's called The Bear. So there's a lot of significance in that. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. I just thought it was a cool way to open it. Yeah. And it's unclear. I think that's a great, uh, great catch of, I think it's unclear whether or not that was there or he brought that. Right. 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 
Um, cause I remember seeing that and being like, oh, was that the brother? Was that, was, his? was that there? Or did he bring that? Like, is Bear bigger than just him? Right. Is it like a family? Yeah, you might have to watch to find out. Metaphor. <laughs> 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 no. yeah. But you know what but I yeah, also the, love? I, <laughs> go ahead. The, um, no, just that, like, opening scene, um, I feel like you can just from this pilot, you know, starting there and then what you see draw a lot of potential, you know, direct symbolism for um, just him and his his life and his his essence and persona and his being and what it takes to be successful in the uh, realm of the kitchen. You have to be a bear in a 100%. way. And, and yeah, so many so clues. I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what else I love? I... I don't know if it makes it feel more indie to me. The The guy who created it was Christopher Storer. And I don't know. I just love him. I don't know him, his work. But, um, you know, it felt like with the, with, the, with the dream sequence in the beginning, scene in the beginning, all the way to then as, as the, you know, the kitchen's heating up and everything's happening, we see just a collage of photos of, of ba- probably Carmi as a baby and his family running this business. So you get this, like, I don't know, you get this, like, sense of, okay, I'm safe. I know where I'm at. You know, not, like, as, a, as an audience member. I'm like, I feel good. Okay, they're giving me all these clues. I see this is, like, an insular, like, you know, sort of uh, a very important thing in this family's life. And he came back. He's like the prodigal son coming back after, you know, doing winning James Beard Award. But everybody's like, fuck this guy. He's going to change what, the, you know. Yeah, I don't, don't know. mess I love... with the system. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The system, that's right. the system. Yes, the system. There's yeah. Carmi's way, and then there's the system, and they're butting and then, up against each other. And they hide his <laughs> knife. That's some That's some messed up yeah. shit right there. He They hide his knife, and not only till the end, when all the shits hit the fan and people are fighting, he finds his knife on the floor because somebody hid his knife. That's crazy. Do you think it was, was hid or it was knocked down? Like oh no, it's just I think a it symbol was of like I think of like purposeful. them not listening. Okay, but okay. maybe not. I don't know. That's where I'm. I was thinking about. That's how I thought of it the first time I watched. What do you think of? I you know I think it could be either or. I think the idea is that this is a chaotic kitchen that clearly needs to be kind of <laughs> structured. It, the system, the system <laughs> is not working. Um, yeah. So much that either somebody would be you know really mean and hide the knife, or it would just be easily knocked to the floor. But yeah. none of the other yeah. knives are sharp, you know. So every other knife is dull, yeah. and that's frustrating. And that he hurts himself, and everything's kind of going wrong. And I just think it's it's so interesting too within just the pilot episode how you watch a couple of the the people who've been there for a long time intrigued by Carmi yeah. and what he wants to do. And you also watch s- several of them really resist. And it's kind of setting up this beautiful, you know, it's like he's not trying to like ruin what this place was, but clearly what this place was is, you know, underwater. And he wants yeah. to figure yeah. out how to save it. And it's, I don't know, nice. I love that classic like battle between like, the resistance to change, but also like the beauty right. of change, and you know, they make yeah. the meat. Great. He makes the meat different, right? Like with the sandwich, and oh, everybody yeah. tries it. So and people I, are basically having orgasms eating this meat, this sandwich, pretending not. Yeah, to that like to it. me was like the <laughs> prove it, the hero prove it moment. So like, oh yeah. Well, first yeah. of all, first off, and I'd like to know Eli's thought on this too. Like, I saw the knife. I saw that as a sign of just disrespect. Like they weren't paying attention. 
yeah. to his station. They weren't respecting his knife, and it wound up on the floor underneath the thing. So just sort of a symbolic thing of how they're treating him. They're not really paying him enough attention or respect. And then in a lot of times in a pilot, especially with the main character, you see them do the thing that they're meant, that their job is super well, right? Like we've brought this up on other episodes of Shows with Friends where it's like Don Draper nails the lucky strike pitch. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just, you see the main character execute what they're supposed to do better than anyone else. And that's something that usually happens in a pilot with the main character moment. And that when the cousin took a bite of the meat, like he sneaks it, me. right? Like he doesn't you know, show. He sneaks like, it, makes sure no court. one's looking. He's like, oh, like, and it's just it's a combination of his like rage and jealousy and just pure like ecstasy yeah. of the food. And that was where I was just like, oh, what a great role this is for this actor. Like oh I was God. like, oh, I was like, yeah. oh, finally, like we're getting to see his like real humanity in a role. It was so cool. But Eli, what did you think of the knife in that moment? I thought overall it. Um it doesn't really matter how it got there. Um, the the point was that like, there's one reference to like you've been here for two weeks and we've been in debt for two weeks. Yeah. Which, right. Which, who knows? So what if does that's that mean? Right. Not, like yeah. Right? But let's say what we can glean from that is that he's been there for two weeks. Right. So, if you're telling me. <laughs> he was left this place. He's the former CDC of a top, if not the top restaurant in America. And he's taken their shit to this level for two weeks. Then he's not confronting it. And I think that's what we see. He's not confronting anything, really. He's not confronting whatever's going on with him, with his brother, with his sister, with his cut. Like, he's not confronting anything. And so he's actually... It doesn't matter. Like, he put the mm-hmm. knife there. It's right. his inability to just, like, put his foot down. And the one thing I would say is, okay. having worked in quite a few kitchens, actually, if there was a kitchen where the chef had that little respect... Chaos. Holy <laughs> fuck balls. We do yeah. not keep... We do not keep this podcast clean when needed. Like, holy fuck balls would it run... Like madness, just absolute chaos. And, you know, so I think they are trying to portray that. And what's fascinating is that, like Steve pointed out, which is so brilliant, is this is such a short amount of time, yet we get so much backstory and then the hint of so much more. And just moments like that, and of course that moment is one of the climaxes of the tension of the whole episode and the way it's shot, the way they slow down and zoom in on those moments is amazing. But it also is like literally for him, it's, you know, he's being faced with like, this is his doing. He really has no one else to blame in that moment. If he's let himself be in this position after two weeks and he's literally that guy, you know, that talented, which seemingly he is in that prove it moment th- then, yeah. you know, it comes around. I think that's a great point. And then I guess to run, to piggyback off of that. So at the end, the pilot ends with him, like trying to make the spaghetti. Oh. His cousin's like been pressuring to make. Yeah, he's and like, make he the fucking just, spaghetti, man. Yeah. And he finally just 
is like just takes the can and like throws it. He's like it, it, he's just watching it open slowly and then he throws it in the trash. And do you think that this end of the pilot and that scene and that action is him actually like no, I work. keep yeah, yeah, I'm not no, gonna I'm make not the spaghetti. Gonna take, I'm not going to take any more shit. I'm yeah. not going to make the spaghetti. And no, also crazy. it explains too, like um, the character of Sydney. He brings in a sous chef, Thank right? Thank you. Thank because, you. Bring and, it, she, yes. and she speaks his language. In fact, they're making fun of a lot of the things they're saying. You know, I can't remember the specifics, but he refers to her as something. And then Richie in the walk-in when Richie's calling her like sweetheart, he's like, you can't call her sweetheart. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's this great, but he brings in an outside, an outsider, if you will. Who, speaks yeah. who went the to cul culinary school. Yeah, who speaks right. the same language as him, who understands and does show him the respect that you would expect in a kitchen. And she too, you know, is dealing with, you know, the, I guess the people who like the system, they don't understand what she's doing there. And so she oh, can tell she's so also going to be a character that has to kind of prove herself and become a yeah. part of the, the family that is a kitchen. Uh, and I think she's great too. You can tell she's, She's obviously got a real passion for food and she's good at what she does too. And I'm, you know, I yeah, think they do a that's, good job. That's really realistic too, to like come in for a stage as like the sous chef and you know that this is like a world-renowned chef who's like randomly working here. So you're like seeking out, working under him, right? And you show up, he doesn't even remember that you're staging. You don't stage. You just like are hired on the spot. You're like, and then yeah, make family meal. <laughs> your first task is family meal. That's so realistic. Like I swear to God, that is like how it goes. And okay. yeah, it is really funny. I think you know this. It's obviously this the central tension of this episode, and seemingly you know kind of the driving central tension is actually the old against the new. Right, and it's it's more than any person or people. It is the system versus Carmi and trying to update and really bring modern culinary, at least organization and systems to this place. And I think we can all, from our experience in watching this and just loving TV shows, we can all see where this is going to some degree. And by everyone loving his sandwich and him actually fixing the rolls, right? That's a great proven right. moment as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we all know by the end of this, like, they're going to have to come together. And, yeah. but the, it's just a great point to also, you know, bring up this sous chef he brings into stage and this new, this outsider, this trained culinary institute outsider, because that, I think, is also really telling of how he's been handling this, right? So instead of confronting anything, instead of actually dropping the chef and the everything and just talking to these people, getting down to their level, he's trying to push his, like, high-brow food, you know, systems, everything on them without actually talking to them in their language without meeting them anywhere. Right. And so he's actually, unbeknownst to all of them, brought her in, right? And it's just this, like, further lining up of, like, the face-off instead of just simply being like, hey, reaching out, right? And mm -hmm. creating a bridge between the two worlds. 100%. Yeah, it's, in yeah. it's interesting because you don't have to know anything about a restaurant. You can know about restaurants or not Good know point. about restaurants to know that, like, 
this might not work. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like, like the, there's two worlds meeting here that might not have anything to do with each other. And it, yeah. And it's like, is this going to even work? And like, I love the little, yeah. Can he, can he meet them in the middle? Can he like figure out how to kind of bridge the gap? And I love the little moments, like when the bread trick works and yeah. the, yeah. um, the baker, he's like, check this out, you know? And then he repeats when, when he says heard chef, which is something that, that he said out of, win. you know, it was a win where it was like he used the same terminology that Carmi was using that was new to the kitchen. But you can see he's like into it. He's like, all right, I want to learn how to be better at this. Yeah. 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 Even the moment where he, um, no, who is it? It's um, the guy who comes in to fix the mixer. Oh, I love him so he's much. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Wait, and I he's have talking, his name. They're talking smack about Richie, right? You know, yeah. and then Richie <laughs> like yeah. comes back. And even in that little moment, you see that, like... So funny. Like, Richie's talking over Carmi, you know, and that when Carmi's trying to set up for service and stuff, and he's just being a dick, and everyone's listening to him because that's the way they've always done it, right? But you see that, like, they don't actually like Richie that much, you know? Like, Richie's a... They know Richie's a pain in the ass. Like, there's just enough in this to see that, like, they actually do value this person and I think everyone knows that he knows his shit even if they don't want to admit it right and so this clash is a lot of it's a lot of hanging on it's a lot of ego it's a lot of just like refusal to change but there is little signs that there's like some some movement and goodwill you know enough mm-hmm. to to want to keep watching you know if it was too hard and just face off you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily want to keep watching this, but the final maybe five minutes, so much happens to bring them closer together and to give you hope, you know, yeah, for I agree. the situation. I love uh, Richie so much. This is what the first, because I, I was like annoyed by him at the beginning because I'm like, look at this cuck coming in thinking he knows what's up and and just like being and here's the thing I get it he's like this is how it was always done blah, 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 blah. but what I loved is when he did when he came out and saved Carmi from getting his ass kicked from the the like you know re- video game nerds he pops the gun he yells at them he gets all his shit together and then at the end he goes also I hate litter you cocks are gonna clean up after yourselves and you're gonna recycle and I was like okay I love you you saved the cat for me I love you so much like I love it it just warmed my goddamn heart. And then like you were saying, Eli, in that moment when uh, the the handyman guy who was like childhood friends of Carmi and his brother Michael who passed away, his name yeah. in the show is Neil, but um, such a funny actor. His name's Maddie. What is it? Maddie Madison. Anyways, he when he says, he goes, you know, he's got a lot of hurt, man. He's, he's just something like, you know, he's, he's just, there's just yeah. pain. I was like, yeah, yeah. maybe Richie's my favorite char- character. I don't know. Yeah, you certainly have so much more empathy and uh, just, I feel like for everyone by the end. Um, it's true. There's a lot more empathy and compassion and understanding uh, that they're all just like in a rough, you know, in a tight situation. And that's such a great, you know, sort of metaphor for the kitchen and service and this sort of battle. And um, I do think it's great that the battle is mostly internal, right? But when there is any external force, there's no doubt that they're 100% together, right? So when Richie comes out and stands up for him (laughs) and all this stuff, like, 
it's they may fight internally, but outside it's always us against them, right? You yeah. Know, the, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Well, this is uh, really fun chatting with you all about this, and yeah, I think it's probably think, time Eli? for some last thoughts. Any? <laughs> uh, I mean, all right. So we have to tell our our dear listeners here that. Oh yeah. This is a special bonus episode, as we said. So um, we are going to talk about, you know, the show. And if we would keep watching, however, Steve and I are also going to pick a new show uh, that's on one of our lists to keep watching for shows with friends. So this is actually kind of a double one. And um, we can weigh in on both uh, this show and then picking a new show. So... I'll just go right into it and, you know, then we can get any last, last thoughts in too. But um, I definitely want to keep watching. And, you know, we usually watch Woo! the first three for sure. But even if this was, you know, just based on this, I definitely want to keep watching. I will say, and this is often, you know, something that we like to point out, maybe the first 20 minutes wouldn't have had me, right? Like all that tension, but it's really the the final act and a lot of the coming together, not just the like Richie going out, you know, with the gun, which was great, but the more subtle moments really did it for me too. I can get uh, pretty sentimental and into the uh, emotional and, you know, true depth of the, the episode. But no, I think it, it all really came together in that, in the final uh, minutes and act of this episode and pilot and, Definitely, I would probably have just kept watching had it, you know, had we not had this format and, uh, <laughs> and paused after the pilot. So, yeah, I definitely still in. And maybe Steve and I will watch the next couple and we'll figure out a way to come back. So, Steve, what did you think about the pilot? Oh, yeah, I really liked it. And I am 100% on board. And I think, given the nature that this is a bonus episode, we can play with our format a little bit and go ahead and watch if we decide to keep watching this first season and then maybe have Avra and Vanya back on again just to talk about the oh, whole I'd love first to. season. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, there that seems to be just so much here and um, it's so rich and it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing story because it's the environment it's like I don't want to say the place is like a dive, but it's 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 not it's a, dive. a James, yeah, it's not a James <laughs> Beard restaurant. And so the the if the goal is to make it that or whatever his goal is, to me, they've just created a really intriguing um, reason to keep going. So I'm definitely excited to keep watching for sure. Awesome. And Eli, just wait, just yeah. wait. The music gets better. Oh man, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. And for anyone listening out there, check out the Kenny Dennis EP by Serengeti. Mm, um, what? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he uses just such a deep cut. So that was such a treat. And we will definitely uh, come back with another bonus episode sometime in the future. It'll be a surprise, maybe even uh, when it comes. But we will definitely come back and maybe even spend longer talking about the whole rest of the first season. And do you guys know uh, offhand when or if a second season is in production? 
I feel like I they were approved. Yeah, I think approved. they there will be a yeah. second season. Um, I would be devastated if there wasn't. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I'm looking if and seeing if there's anything. I can't find any news right now about it, but I do. They were upcoming. Uh, da, 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 no, no, that's not it. I'm no. pretty sure that they were approved, but I don't know when. We're gonna Sorry. stay greenlit. And yeah, greenlit production shortly. Awesome. Well, this is super fun. Thank you guys so much. That's and right. Wait, are you guys going to tell us your next, uh, your yeah, next one? So, I'm excited. So we are going to now pick a show because this is a little bonus episode, so it's like the end of a show. So it's Steve's turn, and just so we can fill in um, Vanya and Avrin and any of their listeners that might be listening, we actually made lists of shows, and we narrowed it down to 12 of our favorite recent streamers or shows available to be found. And so, Steve, are we six or seven? We're pretty deep. We're about halfway through our lists. And it's Steve's turn to pick the next show. And so Steve's going to read kind of what he has queued up on his list. And the catch is, if I've already seen this show, he has to pick another one. So... We'll all chime in on whether or not we've seen it. And if I haven't, we'll watch that. But if I have, he's actually going to pick a second one. So, Oh, shoot. Drum roll. <laughs> Everybody and, ready? Yeah. And as, as close of friends as Eli and I are, our TV watching habits have been pretty diverse. So we haven't run a mess. So I'd be Very surprised different. if he'd seen this particular one. But Eli, have you seen Miss Fletcher? On HBO. No. Has Aaron or Vanya seen? No. Miss Fletcher. Who stars in that? I feel like I've. That is Catherine Hahn. Oh, how have I not seen that? I love her. I love her. Funny and amazing. Um, It was her first starring role Mm. in anything. So it was really her her show um, from start to finish. She's a bit of a character. Actress. Usually, yeah, like a character actress. This is her as the lead of her own show. It was an HBO show. Kind of flew under the radar, mm-hmm. um, but I really enjoyed it. So you haven't seen it, right? No. Nope. Yeah. No. So, all right, great. I mean, part of me was wishing it was like a, a show about Jessica Fletcher from R- Murder, She Wrote, like a spinoff, <laughs> but I'm still excited because I love Catherine Hahn. I love Catherine Hahn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll all watch the pilot for the next episode. And this is going to be fun because we get back-to-back pilots. And what would be super fun is if our friends from Rom Crime wanted to maybe even send us some thoughts Ooh, for this. Yes, sure. And in our next episode, we could even read some of them. And oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll keep this collaboration going. Yay! Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. So super fun. And what I love about this is we've now talked for 45 minutes about a half an hour TV show. Because, <laughs> and I bet we could have done an hour and a half. Oh, I swear to God, I still have things. I still have oh, things. Yeah. I'm like, I want to talk about the sister. I want to talk about how it's it's marketed as like a comedy and a drama, but it's in different places. My husband and I had a fight about I can keep going. I think it's a comedy, <laughs> but that's just me. He thinks it's a drama. It's fine. But uh, the bear, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Really great, really packed full. And it's so visceral 
the way that they bring you into this space and his reality and the way that they force you to almost feel uncomfortable at the beginning in this kitchen and yeah. intense, intense charged space. So thank you guys so much for picking this. Yeah. Us this so glad awesome you liked it. Gift. Absolutely. Yeah. Super fun. And thank you to all our listeners all around the world. There's at least 20 of us listening every couple weeks. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thanks so much. And we will be back next time to talk about the pilot of Mrs. Fletcher. Thanks so much to Rom Crime. And thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye Thank you guys. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts, and there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's Connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.